Why Bisnak Siluk? This is Kusnak Siluk podcast. This week is Mother Language Week. We got a book called Stolen Words that we're going to review. And we want to give a big shout out to our librarian at Simpak Chin, Michelle Limlim, for giving us this book. Isquis Koya Koyachen, Isama Isquis Levi Bent. My Nakailukshu name is Koya Koyachen. And my English name is Levi Bent. Why is squeezed Skukhulalk? My name is Trenton Minosa Gabriel, and I'm part of the Senpakchin language team. Why Inchai squeezed Sukumayam Jesse? I'm also part of the language and culture team here at Senpakchin. I'm really happy to be here today and talk about this important subject that we've got ahead of us. Why enjoy squeezed Alan Baptiste? Uh, yeah. Alan's also part of our awesome team here at Senpak Chin. This book, Stolen Words, sure did mix up a lot of emotions with us today. And uh, a lot of feelings came up when we read this story. And it's uh, got a lot of beautiful artwork in it. And so it's written by... Melanie Florence and illustrated by Gabriel Grimard. And it's about a young girl and her grandfather. They're Cree people. And she goes to him asking him how to say grandpa in the language. Then it goes into some very, very heavy topics that a lot of native people face every day. A lot of Skyluk people face the, the loss of our language. So we're here today to talk about that. And to discuss what we, what we seen in this book, what we learned. Uh, what are some of the things that maybe stuck out with you? Um, for me personally, this book had a lot of meaning, given that it's uh, to do with the Cree language and a grandparent, as my granny is Cree, and she was a fluent Cree speaker before she passed away. Um, I always wish I could speak Cree, and it was something that wasn't passed on from my grandma to any of her kids, my mom, my uncles on that side. None of them know the language, and it's because of because of these residential schools, because of what happened to them at that age and that trauma, you know, that made it so they didn't want to speak their their native tongue anymore, or they couldn't, they weren't allowed to. Mm. So for me, yeah, it brought up a lot of emotions. It's a sad thing, but something that we're going to work on and continue to revive in terms of all of our languages, our indigenous languages here. Yeah, I just want to add that uh, all of us here are language teachers. That's our daily job. And so this book just highlights the need for us to be here and the importance of the task we have. It's a good reminder of what we're able to do each day. Um, In Silchin, the Okanagan language, there's we found earlier today there's there's as few as 50 fluent speakers and even less or much less in our area here so to keep it alive is, is a struggle it's not going to be easy um, thankfully I think for the book Cree is, is doing better there's more speakers but uh, I know in Seelkshin uh, is getting swallowed up more and more all the time given that we're in such proximity to these these towns and these cities uh, different cultures that are, are sort of overwhelming it. 
So it's a good reminder how important it is for us each day. And, and to see the look on the kids' faces after we, we read the story and for them to understand why we learn uh, in Silkchen here, it really drove it home. It was powerful. Like there were some incredibly powerful moments when we were reading this book in class today. And I couldn't help get, but get emotional seeing the kids, the realization, seeing the, the struggle on, um, on whoever had to read the book and say these difficult words. Uh, it was a very emotional day. You know, I feel like we don't need to have a sweat or something after all that. At least a smudge. <laughs> At least a smudge, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it's a good way because it, cause the book ends in a positive note and it reminds all of us why, why we're here, why we do what we do every single day. How do you feel, Superman? I love the book. I love my students. It was hard to read because I know my grandparents went through this stuff. My parents and the, the little innocent kids taking their language away. It hurt. But yeah, the end there's hope. Mm. Seeing the, our students here at Chichamala was awesome. Connection there. I don't know the word. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it felt uh, brings up a lot of anger, a lot of sadness, a lot of uh, a lot of hard feelings. And here we are in a school trying to revitalize our language, and still we're doing it under a colonized system. We get these kids for half an hour, 45 minutes, and, you know, a lot of times it's not enough, and I think we just do our best. And um, I think what keeps us in the game is, like what my slacht here said, that uh, what we're doing is important, and, you know, it's an integral part of being a good person on this land is to acknowledge the indigenous language of who we are. That's who we are. And when we lose that, we lose ourselves. Mm. And I think that's why a lot of problems exist in our society today. Uh, my elders say, You know, they're lost. Who are you? And I know I found personally when I speak my language and when I say those words and in the Qailukshin, I get a lot of strength because that's who I am and I'm, I'm confident in that. When I speak about this stuff in English and we talk about residential schools, I feel kind of hopeless and I feel kind of weak. And so just from my perspective, even from this book, that there is hope, there is time to learn our language and uh, it's just going to take all of us to come together and do that and because in this book it, it talks about the raven and the the raven is their language and the priests put it in a bird trap and towards the end she found she finds a dictionary in, in Cree language and them pages sort of set those uh, those ravens free and so there's that whole, you know, when you go for it, you could set it free. As long as you're going towards it, you could 
you can find that language, you can find that that freedom within yourself. Supermaya, do you do you mind reading that passage about the about the schools or about the language getting taken away? Yeah, well the one here with the picture with the raven getting put into the trap by the priest is pretty harsh. It's uh she asks her grandpa, Where did they take you? She asked. Away to a school that was cold and lonely, where angry white faces raised their voices and their hands when we used our words, he answered. They took our words and locked them away, punished us until we forgot them, until we sounded like them. So a lot of truth in that, of what the... The, the Catholic uh, Church and the government, what their goal was to make us like them. But puti kuala. Hey, puti kuala. We're still here, no matter what. Have any of you guys seen the 1923, the Yellowstone spinoff? I haven't watched it yet. Uh, there's a there's a great scene in there about uh, residential schools and there's a girl and she's being tormented by by nuns so it's very much parallels to what's happening but it's but it's like you know filmed totally cinematically and you get to kind of put yourself in the shoes of the character and there's a scene where she uh, it gets it's a bit it goes a bit extreme where she actually exacts her revenge on the nun and and beats her with a bag full of Bibles. But what she says to her, the last thing she speaks to her is her is in her language that she wasn't allowed to speak at all during the school. And she's like, this is not me killing you, this is the land killing you. You know, driving home that the language comes from the land, it's not something that that arrived from somewhere else to exterminate and, and change things. This is the land fighting back. This is very... Poignant. It's a very powerful scene. Yeah, it sounds like it. A bit, over, a bit like uh, extreme as far as things go, but uh, a nice cultural reference piece to what's happening right now. It yeah, makes me think of just the story that my great uncle told me. You know, him and his brother and a couple other people. They would have a secret meeting place at the residential school and their kids. You know, and they'd go and speak the language there slowly. You know, some chicken out or a couple would get caught. You know, they get punished really severely, beaten. Who knows whatever other atrocities they were put through. Well, we do kind of know, but... But yeah, just thinking about that, someone like my uncle, he... My great uncle, he still has the language to this day, and his brother did before he passed. And that's because they specifically went and they fought for it. They were kids, they went and hid hid to speak their language mm-hmm. and they kept it with them they kept who they were throughout all of that no, like regardless of all the the efforts by the church and the government to take it away and to stop that mm-hmm. so to me that just, just shows just how powerful the language is and how powerful our people are to really get through that and, mm-hmm. and uh, preserve the language and culture amidst all of the traumas and chaos they went through mm-hmm. And the amount of bravery yeah. for children to do that. Resilient, you know. You've got to so find resilient. a way, that tenacious... Like Sinclair, you know, he finds a way. It's like us. We 
to keep our language and stuff going. We've got to find a way. We've got to be innovative and mm -hmm. to think outside the box and to do things that are, aren't the norm because the norm is to be like a European in the dominant society and and uh, what that's not getting us. A lot of our people are kind of not succeeding in the way in this in this framework of society. Mm -hmm. So we have to find another way. And I think like what you said with, you know, the land is the thing that's killing you. Or, or it's kind of like the land is taking revenge, was taking revenge off of uh, mm -hmm. that, that nun, I guess. I haven't seen the show, but we say our language comes from the land. You know, it doesn't, mm -hmm. every place has its language and it has its people and it has its culture. And this place here in the Okanagan Valley has its own language. And so mm -hmm. you could say that those of us who speak in Silchchen are sort of the... We speak for the, on behalf of the land. Mm -hmm. And when you think of that, then you have to take into consideration all the animals and all the plants and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Then you're not such a selfish person. Mm -hmm. So whereas a language that's created to colonize and to, to sort of spread out and dominate won't have that essentially in its fundamental core. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another reason why in uh, indigenous languages are important because those who speak it will try to preserve their environment mm -hmm. you know we, we care about it we all do it's like saying the English is more tied to like an ideology than uh than the land itself it's, it's a consumerism it's idea. idea yeah 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 and the and it doesn't have that those roots that a language that's tied to the land would have Exactly. It's something that came in and was kind of like cast over like a cloud, but it's... How it's like a language that it? was developed for commerce, mm. <coughs> whereas our language is developed for communication. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And teaching. And teaching. Because yeah. uh, one thing I've heard often from elders is that when those fluent speakers are gone or when that language is gone, there's so much learning that's tied to the land that, that will be lost too. Um, and it, it reminds me of the other purpose of the book, not just that it, it gives us motivation to teach children, but also gives us motivation to, to grab a hold of what we still got while it's still here. The, the words from that last generation of fluent first language speakers is like that once they're gone, that those teachings are gone. And I know you've done a lot of work around trying to capture those, those voices while, while you, we still can. Yeah, well, recording, I think, right now is... Recording elders is, like, paramount important right now. And anyone who's in this type of work should be recording elders. Mm -hmm. uh, I did quite a few years, and I still do it to this day, mm -hmm. from time to time. Because you have these dictionaries, and you can read the word, but it loses its flow or its sort of uh, mm -hmm. poetic nature when it's spoken in its natural natural uh, natural way mm -hmm. uh, I think that's one thing that dictionaries and a lot of resources fail to capture mm -hmm. is that sort of song how how you when you speak a language where do you influx your voice where does it go down mm -hmm. and that's not even capturing hand gestures and body language mm -hmm. and stuff like that. so video would be even better really and mm -hmm. if we could capture our elders on video and do more things like that, I think, you know. Mm -hmm. 
would be better even you know but <coughs> elder, the recordings are a step up from uh, just the written word mm-hmm. and then but you see in this book they had the, the written word dictionary and that's better than nothing mm-hmm. so that's like a, a kind of tipping the hat to all of the linguists who come in to, to help revitalize a language because mm. I know a lot of people are, uh, are against writing the language or, or recording or documenting mm-hmm. but I always find that uh, um, we don't have the luxury to hear a speaker say the word a hundred times so that we can learn it mm. but as, if it's uh, recorded and written down we can then do it a hundred times then we can begin to eternalize the word but to hear a word once and be expected to to know that, that word and to be able to pronounce those words in in crisp clarity is is it's it's not really um it's not really actually could happen that way not too many people can learn that fast no, yeah. do you want to look at another passage Can and Mama Chin. Maybe it's the one I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, I just like this picture. What, what's the picture of? Oh, the, do- the granddaughter holding her grandpa. Sort of holding his face. No. Looking into the eyes. <laughs> I love it. Like, what, do you, what do you like about it? Oh, it just keeps me understanding my grandma. Mm. She was mean growing up. Mm. She didn't know any better. They took stuff from her. And I just, I don't know. The connection mm. gives me understanding. Yeah, that even just made me think of the, the granddaughter trying to comfort and wipe yeah. away the sadness of her grandfather. Mm. That was like today with our students and how once they saw someone you know in pain or someone who's upset they came and you know they gave huge hugs (laughs) and that made me that made me choke up that was a powerful Mm -hmm. powerful moment then it's almost directly like it's almost exactly what's in this book kids are awesome they're ha ha I think there's a line in the book that talks about how the kids not knowing the same pain as the grandparent or something mm-hmm. like that but still being able to kind of see it on their face or see it that they're wearing it and so the other grandparent has kind of bore that that pain or taken that pain on so that the child the grandchild wouldn't have to yeah you know that's that was pretty powerful to hear also just the grandchild well I guess the youth being the one to sort of initiate the mm. I guess the language journey mm. whereas you know, the old timer, he's kind of, you know, he didn't want to talk about it or anything like that. But mm-hmm. when it come up, then he had to face it and deal with it. So it took that courage from that, the youth, right, to sort of yeah. Can you explain, shed light on that. Can you explain what happened in the book there at the end? Well. The, the, but the language journey? She gets the book and she asks him to, uh, to, she, get the, she gets the book from the library because he wasn't and, able to speak his language at all, right? Like he could. Yeah, but when he started reading it, then the words started becoming familiar again. Mm. So he heard these words and he knew the, the words. It just took a little coaxing, I guess. What was that line about what the words felt when he said them? 
Well, he said they were familiar. They felt like home. They, they felt, felt like home. Felt like his mother. Oh yeah, yeah. I felt like his mother. Can you find that that section, that it's passage right here? Yeah. Do you want? Can you read that part? Sure. My teacher helped me find this for you at the library. He reached for it, his hands shaking, opened it, feeling the soft, much-loved pages under his fingers. How do you say this word? Is it nosum? Nosum? Nosum. He whispered, Granddaughter, the word felt familiar in his mouth. It felt like his home, his mother. Yeah. This book has some beautiful illustrations to it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, there's lots of symbolism going on yeah. with the ravens. and um, It's just well well done. Yeah, totally. It's hard not to hear it. It's hard not to read it without choking up a bit. Um, and, to, and to have to, to hear it, um, it's crazy because we, we've read it to every class in the school. We teach uh, eight classes, so we've had to read it that many times. And every time, it still sparks that emotion, not just from seeing the kids react to it, but just hearing it all over again. is It's a, it's a very powerful children's book. Maybe one of the most powerful children's books, possibly the most, that I've ever heard in my life. With the words so well um, thought of, and then also the illustrations, it's, it's yeah. like a good, a good book altogether. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, very powerful. Yeah, people of all ages, as we've said, we were all affected by it. I noticed other teachers in the other classrooms were all affected by it, all the adults that were in ears range of it. Mm-hmm. It, it affected all of us. Yeah, it's, it was very powerful, emotional, but really good day. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Cause I, I got a question for you guys. Does this, does this book make you think or change, or, or how does it make you feel as a language teacher? Does it make you see your job any differently? It sometimes you know we get flack. We get some days are not the greatest or whatever it may be, and I do second guess myself. I'm like, am I in the right place? Am I doing the right thing? But this kind of book and the words that it says and yeah, you know, it really made me think. Okay, I feel like I'm in the right place. I do want to contribute more. I I have so far to go in my own language journey. So far. Mm. But this this kind of you know reaffirmation is like yes you you're in the right field you should pursue it further and like I said about my uncle earlier you know he did a, he went through hell to keep the language and preserve it mm-hmm. and he's talked to me recently about taking the language more serious and preserving it and I just think sticking to it and becoming a fluent speaker one day is the ultimate goal to preserve our our language, our identity, our everything. Mm. So that's how that's how it made me feel. Mm. For me, it gives me fuel for the fire. Like it makes me want to keep reaffirm my stance or where I am as a language person mm. and a Kailukchun speaker. And um, I don't know. It's just what it made me think. To is Amtitsu would say she she said this. She kikamushkukahupentum. They almost whipped us. They almost mm. beat us. When you look at how much language and stuff we lost. They almost beat us. Mm. But if I feel like I give up, that's me giving up. That's giving up. So I can't do that. Mm. So in our in Qailukchun we say, Dutaks kemachkin mist. 
Don't ever give up. So I think a lot of people are giving up. But see, I don't see myself doing that mm-hmm. because of of who I am and what I know. Mm-hmm. So now it's just my responsibilities to try to teach and bring bring up as many people that, that I can hopefully share this with, mm-hmm. the strength with, you know, this. And in our ways and stuff like that. Because before I learned my language and stuff, I pretty quick to quit on just about everything, you know. Mm-hmm. But so now it's just like I got that, you know. Fire. Like you said, more I got the fire. Yeah. I want to do more. I want to. What can I do? Yeah. And inspire another, the next generation. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Any other thoughts, Superman? Man needs a purpose. This is my purpose. This is my safe spot. I love working here. I love my team. Kulin Chutin has has a purpose for me and Ken Limt, I'm thankful to be here. I love my Chichimala and my my team. And I don't know, I just I feel like I'm on the right path. This is my safe spot. Yeah. It challenges me. Mm-hmm. Hey, we appreciate you. We appreciate you. we appreciate you putting yourself out there today. No, it wasn't an easy day, <laughs> but uh, we hey, here we are. We yeah. made it through, and so those healing. We're on the healing path. Our Kailukshin's yeah. road to better things, good things. Cultures healing. It is. Whenever I'm doing language, culture, and drumming, singing, it's usually when I feel my best. Kiwa. Mm. Any final thoughts? Just like to say limlim to all who listen to this and limlim for this group, limlim for the author. Thank you for and the illustrator for getting together, make a nice book. Uh, hits home with a lot of us mm-hmm. and um, I guess for me I have as an artist I never uh, um, did so much in the residential school I'm always trying to look on the other side you know the uh, empowerment side mm-hmm. that's where I'm sort of my attention is going to the empowerment mm-hmm. but I always end up feeling when this stuff comes up mm-hmm. Uh, finally, the the book is called Stolen Words. It was written by Melanie Florence and uh, illustrated by Gabrielle Grimard. Uh, it's, we didn't think that a 10-minute long read of a children's book could be so moving for us and our students, but we're, we're super thankful for our librarian for recommending this book for us and that we were able to share it uh, through part of Mother Language Week uh, with our school. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Once again, uh, we're Kusnak Silk. We hope you've enjoyed what you've had to hear today. Lim Lim. Why Lim Lim? Why Lim Lim? Why? 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 Why?